<laughs> Grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome back, Bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. Today we're doing a Halloween theme for Monday, and uh, let's get straight into the Halloween stories. I mean, Paul Pelosi was recently attacked by David DePape at his home where he had his head smashed in with a hammer in a true hack and slash type of horror film. Now, I don't say this to joke around. I just say this as I'm going to be covering the crazy stories of what's happening in America as well as around the world. Now, I have some questions about this story because the mainstream news immediately put this on the gop and said this is a result of demonizing Nancy Pelosi for years. Uh, I just want to say, does that mean that we can put any attacks on President Trump or any attacks on the conservative Supreme Court justices on the Democrat Party? Because they have had uh, threats against them, especially uh Brett Kavanaugh had somebody come to his home with a gun looking to kill him. Uh, so are we going to uh, start putting that back on the other side? At some point in time, we've got to have a conversation about people taking responsibility for their own actions, people being held accountable for their own thoughts and feelings and what they are doing in the world. Now, the pape, uh, the guy who broke in, apparently came in through the back door. Here's my question. Speaker of the House, I would imagine you have some type of security. In fact, neighbors say there's normally a cop always parked out front. Now, I, I don't want to create a conspiracy here. What I want to ask is, uh, do they not have a cop out front when Nancy Pelosi is not home? Because maybe there was no one home there. But I'm guessing they also have security footage, security cameras. I mean, these people are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You would think that they're going to have some type of security, maybe even some type of microphone system that can pick up on things uh, that they we can see the footage later on. So this... Uh, Guy breaks in the back door. Now, if you see the footage of the door that he broke into, the glass is on the outside of the door. There are already police officers are saying, well, this is truly spooky. How does glass break out of a door when you're breaking in? And so that was the first kind of question mark. Now, maybe that glass broke in some type of fight. Maybe a hammer hit that as well. And the glass came out and he broke in because it was an open door. We don't have the facts yet. So I'm only speculating on things that I see that are a little bit spooky. Now, David has been brought up on charges of uh, assault with a deadly weapon, attempted homicide, elder abuse, burglary, among others, uh, as well as um, he's been seen on some conspiracy theories. And so people are looking up his social media now to try to get a picture of who is this guy. So he was born in Canada. Uh, he is a self... <laughs> this is crazy. He's a nudist. All right. So uh, apparently there were some reports, and I'm trying to find what the truth is, but reports that he did all this in his underwear. Now, I don't know if that's a fact or uh, as my children would say, fact or cap, uh, but we will find that out. I'm sure in the coming days, uh, but his social media on Facebook and elsewhere uh, was filled with a lot of conspiracy theories. So um, they talked about how uh, Derek Chauvin, who was found guilty of killing George Floyd was a modern day lynching. All right. So those were his words. He's also posted a number of transphobic images um, talking about uh, the Democrat commission to investigate January 6th Capitol riot collapses in Congress. Global elite plans to take control of your money. Wait, wait, wait this, this is conspiracy stuff. 
because I'm pretty sure that I'm telling factual stuff when I talk about the global elites taking control of a digital currency because I actually have the evidence from the Federal Reserve itself. So what's interesting is what gets labeled as a conspiracy theory by the news. And I'm looking at USA Today. Um, this is the way that they have chosen to write the story. Um, also, links to websites claiming COVID-19 vaccines were deadly and posted links to YouTube videos with toes like, okay, with stuff that I just said. The COVID-19 vaccines in some cases have been deadly. That's not a conspiracy theory. Now, what, what may be a conspiracy theory is if you start saying that you're going to turn on uh, 5G and it's going to kill everybody with the vaccine. Okay, those people, those people are probably spreading some conspiracy theories or that there was a magnet somehow um, put into you and that's why magnets are sticking to the arms. Those people are spreading those things. Uh, but I got to be honest, like uh, some of what this guy's posting doesn't sound like conspiracy theories to me. It actually sounds like somebody who's looking beyond what the mainstream media has been publishing and finding some extra stories. Uh, so maybe now I'm starting to get worried about my own show. This is starting to get spooky, uh, starting to turn a little bit more Halloween that David uh, is actually following some of the things that I talk about. What's that say about me? Oh my God. All right. So <laughs> I'm joking around here, people. Um, I believe in what I'm saying because I always back up my stuff with sources. So I'm not worried about that. Um, he also uh, was somebody who had a lots of nudity activity in California. He's a nudist ac activist. Uh, he was also known as a hemp jewelry maker. And uh, anyway, he felt that 9-11 was an inside job. Um, and, um, you know, he, anyway, make a long story short. We'll find more out about this guy and how he showed up at Paul Pelosi's house. Uh, but what we're hearing is that he was calling out when he came into the home, where is Nancy? Now, that is something that uh, people in the Capitol building were uh, yelling on January 6th. Where's Nancy? So maybe this person had uh, taken some of these January 6th uh, people, terrorists is what I'll call them. If you're going into uh, the Capitol building on January 6th and you're looking to kill Nancy Pelosi and stop the election, you are a terrorist. Um, that's not the way we do things here in the United States. Um, so maybe this person was along that crowd, uh, but that's a scary story. Here's the problem. In this country right now, we are uh, really pushing sides against one another at a record pace. And as we do that, it's going to become more and more violent. People are not going to be able to cool off that. That's what the show really stands for. It stands for the fact that we can try to create conversations and dialogue so we can realize that at the end of the day, we're human. Uh, that's really important. You look in Philadelphia, not far from me, and right now people are forgetting that one another is human. There's records amounts of shootings. Uh, young people are dying at a record pace. A 14-year-old was just recently shot by another teenager, young kid. I mean, that's a Halloween story to, to cover right there. Uh, so we need to cool off a bit, but I'm scared. I'm scared because as we're continuing to divide everything, there's a big story about to happen today or by the end of the week that could really rock the entire election. Are you aware that the Supreme Court is about to challenge Harvard's use of affirmative action? Um, they're about to uh, rule on whether affirmative action can be used in the college ranks. Now, I personally believe that the Supreme Court will rule that colleges cannot ask for the race and ethnicity of the applicants. I believe that affirmative action is going to fall underneath this court just based upon what I know of the court. And it's also, we should be honest with everybody, or I should be honest with everybody. It has been a thin line 
that affirmative action has been held onto for as long as it has. Uh, it's it's not something that has overwhelming Supreme Court um, support. There's always been dissent or people that question whether or not it's going to be needed and as necessary as time goes on. And so uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to watch the uh, first time a Supreme Court is not all made up of white men <laughs> by a majority make this choice. But what a scary story that is. If they rule on this and they say, you know what, uh, affirmative action has gone. And then the election's coming up here in a, a couple of days, which I don't think we're going to have a ruling that quickly, but who knows, maybe something will leak. Can you imagine that right before the election? What type of tampering that is? That's a scary story in and of itself. Uh, I'm curious. What do you think? If, if affirmative action gets struck down at the college level, does that mean affirmative action falls at every single employer throughout the country? I believe that's the case. I believe if you can uh, rule this as unconstitutional on one side, then it's going to fall across the board. Now, there are some uh, Supreme Court justices that are already kind of out there with some quotes talking about how they feel about it. Um, so uh, Justice uh, Sotomayor, has basically stated that she uh, supports race-sensitive admission policies. Um, and she said that because of her uh, Latin background, she was the perfect affirmative action child. Um, and she talks about how it really helped her uh, get to where she is and become one of the top students once she got there. Uh, John Roberts, uh, he has stated that... Um, he has a deep skepticism of what he calls the sordid business of dividing Americans by race. And so does that mean that he's really not in on affirmative action? Uh, he also seems like he's the type of person that's trying to hold the line uh, and try to keep things in check and in balance. He's, he's playing the politics game, which I don't think is good for Supreme Court, but he's playing the politics game of everything. And uh, we can continue on. Kavanaugh uh, has an aversion to racial classifications. So I'm pretty sure he's going to um, say that, you know, uh, he does not support affirmative action, but you know, you can't criticize. I'm sure when I say that there's going to be people on the left that go, Oh, that's typical Kavanaugh. Uh, but you should probably pay attention to who he hires. Uh, he has mostly hired people of diversity uh, and has repeatedly reached out to the black student organizations at the nation's elite law schools in order to serve with him. Um, and his first group of law clerks at the Supreme court, uh, was also the first group to be all female. Uh, so you might be surprised, uh, by how the mainstream media has painted some of these Supreme court justices versus what they are actually doing, uh, in their careers. Uh, but I could see because he believes he's just, People get the best person. He believes he got the best person by going to the elites and reaching out. Um, I don't know how he would rule on that, but it seems like he might be against the affirmative action in college admissions. And so um, Thomas dissented previously during the case of Grutter versus Bollinger. Um, and so we believe that Thomas will probably be against. So I guess what I'm getting at is probably a really good chance that affirmative action, at least for colleges, is falling after the Supreme Court meets this week. Um, you can guarantee that most of the liberal judges will 
vote to uphold it, but they do not have a majority. And so as a result, uh, it will probably not hold. Now, I know uh, Ken Johnny, uh, the, the new Supreme Court, uh, Brown Jackson, the new Supreme Court justice, she went on the record of stating uh, that she believes that the Constitution doesn't state that you can't also add in some racial uh, preferences and advantages based on affirmative action. Uh, but I think that that's going to fall when people look at the words <laughs> on the conservative side. All men are created equal. Uh, and that will immediately probably throw that part out of, okay, well, if the, if the Constitution didn't state that, then what does the Constitution say about people? That's, that's what they're eventually going to look at in order to decide this case. So uh, as I always say, I use the word buckle up. Buckle up this week is Halloween week, and it certainly could be a little bit more uh, scary. But will Americans agree on this? That's the second part of this, all right? So when we had the abortion decision over the summer, it was very uh, evident that half of America was up in arms and the other half of America was cheering. And it was a nation that was divided by that ruling. Is this a ruling that is going to uh, do the same? Is it a ruling that people are going to be uh, upset about? Or are we in a different spot as a country at this point that affirmative action shouldn't really matter? And so there was a poll that came out um, from YouGov, and you can find this on the website 538.com. And it asks, would you support or oppose affirmative action programs for higher education that decreases the share of Asian and white students at selective institutions in the United States? And 51% opposed. 30% were not sure, and 19% said they support that. And then, do you generally support or oppose affirmative action was really split all the way down the middle. Would you support or oppose an affirmative action program for higher education that increases the share of black and Hispanic students at selective institutions in the United States? 37% say they support, and then the remainder are either not sure or they oppose. So this may not be as uh, crippling of a political issue, of a voting issue, as we've seen with some of the other stories uh, with the abortion story that's coming out. But I, I think this is going to be picked up by the mainstream media and they're going to polarize the crap out of this. I think it's happening and uh, we should pay attention. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about is Donald Trump the Christ? <laughs> oh man, I, I saw this and I was like, now this is truly a Halloween scare. This is good. So we'll talk about whether... Uh, Donald J. Trump, the son of man, the Christ, has arrived. <laughs> Just a moment. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, 
it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.5 proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. That's HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Remember, I'm your commander in chief. So don't ask me too tough a question, okay? All right, welcome back, Bold Americans. Donald J. Trump. I, I, I was teasing this right before the break. Apparently, there is a book that has been out that was written, I, I guess, earlier this year, but it's just now starting to get some legs to it. But the book is called President Donald J. Trump, The Son of Man, The Christ, by Helgard Muller, or Mueller. I'm not sure how exactly that you say that person's last name. Uh, okay, so this isn't a joke book. This is not something meant to be like The Onion. We're, we're not dealing in satire here, ladies and gentlemen. This is a person who truly wrote that they believe that Donald J. Trump is, as they put in the introduction, I'm quoting, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The Son of Man will be seen seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. You have read that correctly? Donald Trump is the Christ for this age, the son of King David. The prophecies of Jesus and all the prophets point to President Donald Trump as the Son of Man, the Christ. No, this is not a joke, but you know, if, if you'd like to create uh, an idol as a politician, and we're pretty good at that lately, whether it's uh, AOC, it's Joe Biden, it's Nancy Pelosi. Sorry, Nancy, maybe too soon to, to call you out. I'll give you, I'll give you a break today uh, or Donald Trump, right? So it continues on into the book to, to say that Donald Trump is good and the rest of the world is evil and after him, uh, but he's ready to fight for us. And then he makes a really crazy connection or she makes a crazy connection. I'm not quite sure how guard he, she not even going to go that far to, to try to uh, research this, but it said that, you know, Jesus was the son of God and Jesus was betrayed by Judas. Trump is the son of man who was betrayed by wait for it. None other than that's right. You got it. Mike Pence. All right, this book is truly a Halloween book. If you want to read some scary thoughts about how people think in this country, go right after Donald Trump in this, this book here. All right, the other thing that I guess, let's just call it like it is. Um, I'm not going to mince words. If, if you're a huge QAnon fan, all right, <laughs> or just if you're a QAnon fan and you believe all these things about QAnon, look, we can have conversations 
about Jeffrey Epstein. We can have conversations about human trafficking that are real conversations. But if you believe that there's this person named Q and that Donald Trump is the secret agent trying to save the world, I'm not the show for you. All right. I'm not the show for you. And now I'm really concerned about Elon Musk too, because Elon Musk, when this whole thing happened with uh, Pelosi's husband, I should, I should bring this up too. He tweeted out some QAnon crap about how uh, this guy was in his underwear and likely Paul Pelosi was too. And it was a homosexual relationship. And since then, Elon has deleted the tweet. Why does that matter? Well, that matters because Elon is needing right now to show that Twitter is not going to become some crazy place where, you know, just complete lies can be spread. Now, I'm not saying that there's not more to the Paul Pelosi story. Uh, I'm not saying that whatsoever. Uh, I understand that somebody answered the door that was there, according to the police. So there was three people there. And I, I have some questions about that right now. But to simply go into like the QAnon stuff and for Elon Musk to to put this out there, this means that maybe his judgment of what he's saying about not wanting to turn to a free-for-all hellscape, well, I'm not sure that can be trusted. But then again, I'm not sure that Elon Musk can be trusted either. I think that Elon Musk has a, a long ways to go before we can uh, we can trust him. And so I'm going to play you some audio. This is from uh, a person, Maria Setterholm. All right, now Maria Setterholm has a lot of my concerns about Elon. So when I was doing my, my episode before, this is kind of where my thought process was. So I'm going to play these for you, and then you make up your mind whether or not you believe Elon's best uh, to lead us, or is he part of, as I keep saying, the WEF something more out there? We'll find out. Let's see. Let me turn this up so you can hear it. And we'll, uh, we'll play this audio for you. All right, here we go. I think I got it cued. All right, no pun intended after I said that QAnon thing. I didn't mean I got it. Never mind, you get what I'm saying. All right, here it is. Uh, audio. He's a globalist and supports the new world order. If you didn't know this by now, you haven't been paying attention because he said it like a thousand times. On February 14th, 2017, day two of the World Government Summit in Dubai, Musk warned that AI could potentially become a threat to human society and that governments should keep an eye on it meaning that they should control it, meaning that he should create it and we should all pay him for it. But after warning of the dangers of AI, Musk then revealed the Tesla robot in August of 2021, a humanoid machine that would do exactly what Musk warned it would, replace human labor. To be clear, Musk warned of a threat, then created the threat. This is called gaslighting. Musk also said that working in the future would be a choice as everyone will get a living wage for just, you know, living. But what about legacy, meaning, and purpose in life? Musk said that the answer to that would be to merge biological and digital intelligence. Funny, that's exactly what Klaus Schwab said. But how will this be done? Through a company that Musk owns called Neuralink. But no one's explaining how this merger will give anyone purpose, meaning, or joy. However, what needs no explanation is the fact that if your brain and your digital extension are merged, your access to information, money, and communication can all be controlled and even denied. And no one's pointing out that this would lead to another globalist pet project depopulation. Do you see it yet? After all, if AI replaces human labor, and if everyone gets a living wage, then cutting costs means getting rid of people. And who gets to make that choice? Betas like this guy? Yeah, okay. Revenge of the Nerds wasn't a documentary guy. Relax. If all of this sounds crazy, keep in mind that Musk also said that we must colonize Mars to save humanity. I could go on, but why spoil the ending? Do your research and you'll see for yourself. Elon Musk is no hero. He's just a globalist head case with the resources and the following to end us all. Oh yeah, and 
God bless America. All right. So her, she sums up so many things so very well that I think we should pay attention to. So uh, one of the things she points to is uh, Yuval Harari. Now, if you're familiar with Yuval, uh, he is a globalist part of the WEF. And I'm starting to get a little bit more concerned because he's making the rounds uh, on shows like um, Real Time with Bill Maher. And one of the things that he's famous for saying is, uh, you will own nothing and you will be happy. All right, that was Harari that, that made those. And he has a book called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. He's also written a book in the past called Sapiens, A Brief History, uh, Homo Deus, uh, and Unstoppable Us, which is volume one, how humans took over the world. And that's what he seems to be out promoting right now. All right. Now, if you're not familiar with his work, I suggest that you go on to YouTube. And if you want to truly scare yourself for Halloween, uh, look up Yuval Noah Harari, How to Survive the 21st Century at Davos 2020. Now, this was with the WEF. It was their annual meeting. Uh, and they were speaking about what the existential threats the human civilization uh, was facing. And he was stating how to address things. But in order to do this, it comes across almost like an evil mastermind plan. In fact, if you read the comments of people that have watched it, uh, I think that some of the things that were interesting, one person states that, you know, this is like a real life villain right in front of us that we're seeing. Um, look, he, he talks about B times C times D equals A-H-H. And it's biological knowledge, which what did we get over the past two years? We got tons of biological knowledge of human beings, uh, computing power, that's C times D data. And who just bought all the data, but Elon Musk gives us AHH, the ability to hack humans. See, this stuff is being put right out in front of us. It's, it's right there for us to see, for us to hear. You just simply have to go and watch the clips. The plan is already there. 1984 is, is already amongst us. Uh, <laughs> Harari to me is a very interesting guy. I think we could have a wonderful conversation. I'm going to invite him on. I'm going to invite him on to the show because I want to understand where he stands on this. I, I want to uh, pick his brain a little bit and ask him some questions about things that uh, I believe he may be four that I don't want to put words in his mouth. I, I want to understand him better, uh, not just by watching some YouTube clips with some scary images and uh, <laughs> things from the WEF. Cause I already know that if you've listened to my shows, I'm not all in on, on WEF, but this whole transhumanism uh, that this is something that I believe that we need to pay attention to. Um, he also talks about uh, digital dictatorships and how in the future that it's going to be dictators through digital ownership. And we see that already with like the CCP. And this is what I've been warning about with digital currency, because once you can control what somebody can purchase, when they can purchase it, you really don't live in a free society. You live with dictators telling you what you can and cannot do. Uh, and then he spends a good amount of time on artificial intelligence, which Elon Musk has also talked about pretty extensively in the past, uh, even uh, just as that woman's video I just played for you, 
she kind of got into it too. But these are some a little bit scary things. Now, another scary thing to point out that's going on. Let's get away from Harari for now. I'm going to try to get him on the show, see if he'll do it. Um, Peter McCullough. And now Dr. Peter McCullough is on America Out Loud with me. And Senator Ron Johnson put out a uh, Twitter post over the weekend that is truly scary. He said that he heard that Dr. Peter McCullough has been stripped of his medical certifications. Now, I want to know how. What was this uh, done? Uh, what was this done for? What, what did he lie about? Uh, what has he misled people on? What information uh, is out there that all of a sudden that, you know, is deems that medical certification should be removed. Now that does not say that he's no longer a doctor. That doesn't take that away from him. I want to point that out to people, but it does give, uh, take away the ability to go in the hospitals and, and to do things along those ways. Now uh, there's been a lot of statistics that are coming out over this past weekend that are Halloween worthy. Halloween worthy that people do not want to pay attention to. Um, I'm going to give you just a few of those right now. The one of them is uh, vaccination is the opposite of sustainability and care for the planet's limited resources. And it talks about how vaccines are a virtue signal, uh, but they're really just mass consumerism and that it shows the hypocrisy of um, <laughs> the manufacturing process that one side would claim to uh, be against. So that's a little bit scary. RSV. Uh, we are seeing RSV popping up all over the place. I'm personally seeing it. Right? I, I can't get into too many details, but I'm personally seeing it. Well, there's a study right now that suggests that there are four times the amount of RSV in vaccinated people compared to unvaccinated people. Now, that was studies done throughout the United States and Canada right now. So what could cause that? Hmm. I wonder. Uh, it's just a study. All right. That more has to go into it. But still, why is it that more people, four times the amount, are susceptible to RSV right now if they're vaccinated than unvaccinated? RSV is horrible, by the way. I mean, when that gets into your lungs, that is, a, especially for children, that is a really, really bad thing. Uh, we've been focused so much on flu and COVID. Uh, RSV is not something to mess around with uh, with, with young people. Um, also, more and more people are dropping dead. Uh, cardiac arrest, cardiac, cardiac conditions. And now this study uh, from Switzerland comes in. That COVID shots in Switzerland, when they studied, increased the risk of myocarditis 800 times in young adults. Now, that is just finally uh, starting to gain traction. That is from Dr. Christian Mueller out of Basel, Switzerland. He gave that at the European Society of Cardiology Congress. And so that story is just getting out there. That is a scary story as well. Uh, you've seen the videos. You've seen the people that just drop dead and uh, they're on the sports fields or they just, uh, you know, completely um, you know, collapse and they live, but they, they're having these cardio issues. Well, there's a new movie coming out that's Halloween worthy as well for this Halloween episode. And that movie uh, is going to talk about the blood clots, uh, the blood clots that are out there uh, that doctors are removing after people are dead. And they're saying they haven't seen this before. You know, they didn't see this when they were doing biopsies the way that they're seeing now. They're almost like a, a skin type of problem. 
Um, let's see. There's another study here. This one came out on the 27th of October. Um, mRNA vaccines injure the heart of all vaccine recipients and cause myocarditis in up to one in 27. So many may not know that they're getting injured. Now, this makes sense if you pay attention to the spike protein because COVID is doing this uh, as well. COVID is injuring vital organs because of the way that the spike protein works. And uh, there's plenty of studies on that, that people are talking about long COVID and what's going on. It's, it's one of the reasons why it would be great if we had a vaccine that prevented transmission. Be great if we had a vaccine that stopped the spike protein from being able to replicate and attach to anything in our body. Uh, that's really what we need, but we don't have that at the present moment. That's not something that um, is available to individuals. But if we ever get there, that'd be great. One well, other really cool Halloween story. Uh, this one was sent to me by a good friend. Um, the FBI went to court last week and wanted the courts to reconsider or limit the release of 400,000 pages and bring it down to only 500 pages a month in the Seth Rich case. Now, you remember who Seth Rich is, the DNC worker who was killed in Washington, D.C.? Well, his personal computer has images on it, has lots of things uh, that might shed some light on things. Well, guess what? The FBI says, nope, you're not allowed to read it. We're only sending 500, 500 out. So follow that story. More is coming on that one. That's going to be interesting to follow. So um, these all are uh, pretty interesting stories to follow. Uh, so it's Halloween. Hopefully, you know, that doesn't scare you too much talking about all this. Uh, but, you know, here's, here's another scary story. Final scary story. Look at Hawaii. Hawaii's volcano is on alert on the big island, right? You know, that's just a reminder that natural disasters around the world could happen at any given time. Our sun could send off a solar flare tomorrow and wipe out all of communications, wipe out electricity for months, and people would be up an absolute crick, right? And if you really need something scary, just remind yourself that that's right. Joe Biden is president. Joe Biden's president. And uh, it's pretty scary because he's like a walking corpse. Uh, <laughs> He really is. I mean, it depends what day you're going to get Joe Biden. Some days Joe Biden's like, he's on it. He's got a couple answers here and there. And other days, Joe Biden, uh, I'm wondering what is he saying? Most days, I'm wondering what is he saying? The walking corpse among us. Uh, so, you know, uh, that is uh, the news that's fit to print today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween, whatever it is that you get into. Don't eat too many sweets, right? Take good care of yourselves. I know you had a lot to listen to today, but you chose to listen right here with me. And for that, I am grateful. Hopefully you enjoyed this special little Halloween episode talking about the things that might keep you up at night. You've been listening to America Bolden with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Mm-hmm.